well, do you know what you're going to say? Do you know what you're going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're going to give them coffee and they're going to ask us some questions and we're just going to talk to them. Like, it's, a, it's, a morning, it's a morning show. I've watched like a billion of them. Well, hello and welcome to episode four of the Grace People podcast, where we explore grace in every corner of our community, White Bear Lake, Minnesota, and beyond. My name is Dan Lugo, and I'll be your host today as we speak with Brad Atkinson of Anchor Coffee right in downtown White Bear Lake. We recorded this conversation in October, so of course a lot has changed, but the heart and mission of Anchor have stayed the same. One of the big changes is that Brad and the team have turned their shop into a retail space, so you need to head down there and check out all the amazing local vendors that are in their shop right on Clark Street between 3rd and 4th. But without any further ado, episode 4 with Brad Atkinson of Anchor Coffee on the Grace People Podcast. It used to be we could go into a coffee shop and sit down across from somebody or next to somebody we don't know right. and just be like, hey, what's up? And now it's like... I know, it's right? so weird. And then you got the people that are like unsure yeah. and the people and you're just like you know, and we just want everybody to feel comfortable right you know right so where do you fall in that it's just like yeah how have you seen the dynamic shift from somebody uh somebody called it the before time yeah right no, that's that was, I was like, like no, I think that's my favorite one so far that one. it was like a 12 year old <laughs> The before time. Kids come so, up with actually the most like log- like logical things. They do. Yeah. It's like why don't we just call it that? So, uh, what do you, how do you see the biggest difference at Anchor in the before time to now just open back up? How long ago? A week and a half. Yeah. That we just had people back inside because we had opened up with windows and service and stuff, but right. that was a whole different. That was service and product and not the coffee shop you know mm-hmm. it was coffee right not the shop right. not the coffee house thing so yeah. yeah we could have and since we've had people back it's been really surprising is probably the best word because we honestly had no idea what to expect yeah we had to open up everything move it all around clear out chairs so when we looked at it before we're like oh but having people in those chairs the ones that we are able to have mm-hmm. is so warm I used to walk up from the basement where the office is and look around on a Friday and be like, you couldn't see any space, just people. And we love that. Mm-hmm. And now it's the same feeling because I think it was empty for so long that it missed what it was. And now that there's people in the seats, the seats that we do have, it is almost that much better. Yeah. You know, as far as I feel seeing that people like out. A church. Oh, we, yeah. you know, <laughs> we've got a, we've got a, a sanctuary that can fit three or four hundred people we got the fellowship hall that can fit 300 people and uh this past sunday we had a few like people in addition to our staff so there was a total of maybe like a dozen people in the fellowship hall and we're like yeah yeah and it's so you're like that's a lot of people for now if you know a year ago we would have had 12 people like oh god we're shutting the doors this is right the end well because that's the whole like that's we're in relationship Mm -hmm. like that's what we build as relationships and that's people so it looks totally different now, and it's like, well, how does it look? And that's yeah. just, I think what we're discovering, I think we're in discovery mode of what what is this? What's one or a few things that you've been discovering, even since you opened the shop? Because the shop's been open how long, yeah. total? This November will be three years nice. that the store's been open, and then mm-hmm. before that, we had the trailer open for two years. Okay. So it's just always been changing, changing, changing. This has just been the most, a lot, the fast. And what but, are some of the things you've been discovering Especially recently, but... Our environment, and what I always felt we were supposed to be doing is like, 
serving the community and serving people and i'm seeing more so in this time right now like the serving of our internal community of our staff and our team there's a lot of little serving that's going on internally that i didn't see before but it was already there and so it's given me a new perspective on what god's doing within our space because i'm asking them to serve others never really asking them to serve each other and they just naturally are serving each other and it's cool to see because they're all young talented like smart people that want to do things and i'm just like your best characteristic is that you care about people mm-hmm. like you're a brainiac that's great but your best feature your best characteristic is how you care about the people around you and strangers that you don't even know why a coffee shop why why'd you do this so there's a lot that came together as far as a coffee shop. I think it comes back to the goal of what I feel the Lord has put on my heart that I didn't know about until recently, but it's as you look back. That's the fun part about life, looking back and being like, oh, that's cool. Um, I always had a heart for, let's say, like when I was in college at Bethel, I was done, and I was like, I'm going to go and do missions work, and I'm going to I'm gonna go blah, blah, blah. And my parents are like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Like, you need to get a job. you got to work. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not going to do that. So I had a mm-hmm. passion for ministry, and I always wanted to be in ministry. And I've had different opportunities to travel and go to different mission trips in different parts of the world, and my brother has as well. And one thing that he came back from China with, he did a discipleship training school with YWAM, mm-hmm. which a lot of our friends why one people? Yeah, like Michaela, um, uh, Michaela Cole, like oh, Ashley I Collins. <laughs> I love those girls. Yeah. Um, and he came back and he's like, "Yeah, this couple has a skate park, and they run a ministry out the back. They wanted to find a way to get the youth in, and then they wanted to minister to them. And they're transplants. They moved there and they started. So I'm like, interesting. It's a pretty cool idea. And then um, our family had been talking, and we're like, oh, that's a cool idea. So we started a trailer, and. Once we started the trailer, we were like, what can we take and what can we do with this? And as we figured out, like, the catalyst that coffee is, Mm -hmm. we can use it for whatever we want. And we wanted to use it to share what we're living our life for. And so when we, that's like us as people and through prayer, like, we're just asking God and the Holy Spirit to be like, help us out here. And it was really on our heart to be where we are because the thing that popped into my head after going to different places and traveling and being like, oh, I want to be a missionary. I want to travel the world. And this and that was, the Lord was telling me, like, your mission field is right out your back door. Mm-hmm. And I got that message when we came back from South Africa. My wife and I, after we got married, had a super great opportunity to go with another couple, like our super close friend couple. And then our great friend that actually married us, he's a missionary. And so he took us to a place in South Africa that we had been before. And I felt like I was like, all right, this is a start, and this this is how it's going to be, and, like, the Lord's going to bring me back here, and we're going to do this and this, and, like, we're going to travel to Africa all the time. And I'm like, when we got back, and that's the only thing that I could hear is, like, yeah, that was a cool trip, and you saw a lot of things, and I taught you this, but it's your backyard. Like, wow. walk out the back door, because most of us don't know a handful of our neighbors. So how do our neighbors know us? So how are we going to live out our faith if they don't know anything about us? Besides our license plate, and that we close the garage, right. <laughs> and you know, that we close the garage. So we're like, awesome. so when opening the coffee shop was a no-brainer because it was we have an amazing product, and a great friend of ours who's the roaster up in Lindstrom Northwoods Roastery. That's you know, great family friend of ours, and he's been a mentor of mine for many years. So it's naturally kind of came together, and then 
watching what's happened over the past three years has just been mind-blowing because, you know, the idea of, like, a coffee shop is, all right, cool, we're going to sell awesome coffee. And you look at all the shops down in the cities and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what you want to be in. The Lord just was like, yeah, that's a cool coffee shop, and then I'm going to do all this other stuff underneath. Mm-hmm. There's so many different groups and, you know, small groups that meet and just Bible studies that happen in the middle of the day and then natural conversations and the, the presence of the spaces. We, we've prayed over the space and I daily almost, and it's noticed. So why a coffee shop? It just came, it kind of all naturally came together. If you were, because I didn't really start enjoying coffee until like late college, if not after. I didn't get through college with coffee. I got through college with energy drinks. That was like the prime energy drink time of life. Like I didn't, I didn't hit coffee till grad school. So I I thought it was terrible. Right. Yeah. And so like, I've been in food service for, you know, all throughout college bars, restaurants, and those are experiences and knowledge that I have. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy it. I enjoy the service industry. I think that like the Lord displayed service in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, like really the disciples are just to serve the love right Right. spread the lord's word the reason we got into coffee there wasn't like i love coffee moment and i'm like coffee's the best thing ever and i need to do this it was just kind of a blending of all the things that are natural and they just the lord keeps doing his thing and we'll just keep sitting back and watching them so I was reading uh, something recently that, you know, just talked about the difference between go find your passion and then, like, the opposite of that. Because go find your passion is really overwhelming because it's like, if, if I haven't found my passion yet, I have to keep looking because I haven't found it yet. Right. Um, rather, uh, the, the opposite of that was, like, pursue your interests. Like, whatever you're, like, into, just walk down that path a little ways. Oh, yeah. And just see what's there. Right. And then just like, oh, this is cool. I'm yeah. going to keep going this way. And then it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know about this. I'm, I'm going to turn that way. So rather than pursue, like finding it, you're discovering it by by taking steps. And it sounds like you kind of ended up more in that way because oh, it, it wasn't like you were in, that way. in college. Like well, I'm going to yeah. start a coffee shop yeah, industry. Well, well for my first job out of college, after the bartending and waiting tables and you know jobs to pay the bills, yep. I was a project manager for a water efficiency company, dealing with plumbing fixtures and toilets all day. <laughs> Wow. And then I went into yeah. software, and I was in software sales. And okay. I went from software sales to being at home for a year because I said to Heather, I was like, ah, I just don't, this isn't, I can't climb ladders and stack money. It's just not, you know, and it's not a matter of fulfillment, but a matter of, like, quality of life. Like, if you're just a rat race, it's not healthy. Where have you seen the gospel? Where have you seen the good news happen since you've been at Anchor? Oh, that's just a fire hose at this point in time. Um, Bring it. Our staff, the community, just the gospel is moving. Like, that's really the only way to say it. And so our, in the last month and a half, the goals and direction for the coffee shop, my, Heather and I have spent a lot of time in prayer and trying to better understand, like, we've made it this far. Huh? What What's next? And why are we still here? Because if you, a lot of restaurants and coffee shops and those things, they're going to be closing based off of strict economics. And if we rely strictly on economics, we don't know what's going to happen. But if we put our stake on the ground and say, we know that the Lord has us here, we has, he has us here for a reason, we just need to lean into that. That's really what we're relying on now. And since we've made that kind of, not kind of, but a commitment and a decision, like it's not like we wrote a mission statement and we're like, this is what we're doing now, right, this is what we're right. changing. It's not like we're putting a, anything, you know. There's nothing required for our staff. The organization is still non-affiliated. But it's produced fruits that we never 
would have seen. There's a good friend of ours. Her name's Caitlin. She's just become a really good friend. She's over at Emmanuel. And she and I were having these conversations because I was praying and I was trying to see what had been happening within the anchor. And I'm like, I think the Lord is really doing this. And the direction that I was hearing from him was that this is a prime ground for a women's ministry to grow and promote young women in ministry. And I got that because I was looking back and I was seeing just who has been through in this short three years. And I'm like, all the girls that have already gone through and these young younger women that are coming and I'm as like, far as like employees as far as employees and I'm like they've created their own culture within what they do mm-hmm. and it fits right in hand with building these young women so I said so Caitlin and I were talking and she goes well three years ago this is I'm, we met her because her seminary graduation her parents had that for her at the coffee shop nice. and so that's how we met and just like you and I met, just a just normal interaction, right? But I was praying about it, and her name popped up, and so I sent her a text message, and it was like, hey, Caitlin. And so she came in, and we had coffee, and we talked about it. And I was sharing with her what I felt the vision was for the coffee shop. And then she says, well, about three years ago, I'd written up this whole ministry plan called She Should Preach for Young Women. And I want, you know, to do this, like, three years ago. Didn't do anything with it. Put it on a shelf. Kept the URL, left the website up, had all of, and she goes, this is what you're describing to me is what I wrote up three years ago. And I'm like, well, that's great because (laughs) I don't think that a mid-30s man should be running a women's ministry. So (laughs) let's go. And so we've been working on partnering so that out of the coffee shop, she can implement this program of women's ministry. And we also want to take that and use it for some of the other areas that we're working towards. Because we recognize that at this chapter, it's called a chapter. So let's hope it's not a whole book. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to serve? And one of the ways that we really want to serve is to be a space for people to go to. And one of the areas that we think is a lot of the young adults. So. Mm-hmm. With the teenagers in the high school in White Bear, and their school schedules are just so, you know, it's the best scenario for what we have, but it's still hard. And I think we need to acknowledge that and share that and say that. So we're modifying our schedule, and then we're going to have a couple nights a week where we can have study nights for students. So they can have a space that they feel like they can actually go and get some studying done. And then in meeting with Caitlin, she was like, well, we could just have worship service right after that too, couldn't we? So this combination of looking at, like, strategic business and community involvement Mm -hmm. and then ministry and combining those and putting those together like it's just to see the fruit of what god's doing in the space is just mind-blowing and i'm like oh cool to be a part of you got to set up a place for it to happen and then god gets to bring in the other pieces to do the thing and it's like oh that's a lot less work than i (laughs) like i didn't have to do the next part i only had to do my part yeah like that's wild i only had to do my part what a profound statement though it is this one part that's that's but when we think we've got to do the whole thing like it's just cool. And that's why, commu- I mean, it's community is how God designed us to grow together. So we're learning how to do community with some different barriers, but it's still the same. And I think the word catalyst is very strong in my mind for coffee because in our trip that we got to go to in South Africa, we visited, um, well, we stayed at a place called 10,000 Homes. And Carla, the lady that was the, um, I guess you call it the host, but she, when she welcomed us in, she had a big tattoo on her, it was either her arm or the bridge of her foot, I can't remember, but it said Catalyst. And, and I was, we talked to her a bit of, like more about that throughout the weekend, like just better understanding like why that was tattooed on her and 
she pretty much just said, like, that's all we are. You can be a, you are a catalyst for whatever you want. She just basically said, we're all a, almost like a tool. And however the Lord wants to use us, then that's how he wants to use us. And I just have always been impacted by that. Like, to be a catalyst is a super, like, powerful thing if you fully embrace it, just to be like, all right, Lord, you know. But no, to be a catalyst, I think, is something that is a great way to serve. Like, you're the Diet Coke, and they're the Mentos that get dropped into Anchor. (laughs) Do you ever watch Dude Perfect? Yes. Oh, so good. Well, our boys are seven and five now, and Dude Perfect is really fun to watch. Yeah. The documentary is really good. You should check it out. Like, as a dad. Nice. Or just as a guy, like a normal guy, and watch it. It's cool, because they're just college buddies, and, like, their foundation is really cool, too, because they're all very well-founded in their faith, and they're all godly men. And, like, that's something that they pride themselves in in their business. Hmm. And that's a great example of, like, it's an entertaining kids show. And they do stunts and games and stuff. Yeah. But every single one of, like, as you watch the documentary, like, you hear them speaking about what they value that they're doing. And they're like, we value the fact that we can be a good, clean, entertaining, fun show for kids and family. And Hmm. it's all premises off of their structural belief. And it's cool. Just to know that there's so many people out there that are doing their thing, Mm -hmm. whether it's a YouTube channel or a coffee shop or whatever, they're doing it to the true definition of for the glory of God. Yeah. people. Like unto the Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Martin Luther actually has a whole lot of things that I've heard about but not read because I'm not going to pretend I'm smarter than I am uh, or more well-read. But just a lot of theology on vocation, he would have said. If you're a cobbler, you know, if you're you're a shoemaker, do it to the glory of God. Like whatever you're doing. Do it to God's glory, and you don't you don't have to be a pastor or a priest or a minister right. uh, in a official capacity. Just do whatever you do, like to God's glory. Yeah, which is what I respect about what you're doing, and the way that you guys are doing what you do there. Uh, I love every time I go in and just feel the the love, care, compassion, concern from oh, yeah. the staff. Like I just feel it, you know. There's such good people. They, I get that. I walk in there and I'm like, I just love this place. Yep, yep. And I love hearing, you know, like even today I saw two different instances of like people being helpful to each other within the coffee shop that didn't know each other just from the hour or so that I was in there. A huge, powerful thing happened to me today, though. There was a, um, over COVID, there was just a lot of tense times and whatnot, and there was a customer that he had gotten, you know, pretty upset, and he was heated. Mm. And he came in today, and he was, you know what? A couple weeks ago, I came in here, and I was really fired up, and I'm really sorry, and I just wanted to tell you I'm sorry. And I'm like, whoa! Wow. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I had, like... Mm written it off I'm like it's cool it's fine it's past but like he felt the desire to come back to make it right and I'm like that spoke to me to be like you know what sometimes I gotta go back to people and be like Hmm. shoot that one's on me I messed up. I'm yeah. learning on that in my marriage a lot, too. But yeah. married with young kids, like, we're, right, we're right, both right. learning yeah. this one. I was just about to say, I've had to, I've had to apologize a couple times over the past couple months to my to my toddler because she'll do something, like, so well-intended, and I'm just not in the mood for oh, it. Uh, and it's like, oh, man. And I have to say, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I snapped. That wasn't okay. But I think just what you said with that story about that guy, you know, we talk about seeing grace in every corner of our community. Oh, my gosh. I think that's part of it. Totally. And, like... I love I love that grace doesn't like faith does not have a corner on grace um which is cool but I think there is you know the grace of Jesus Christ is the grace that pours into us so that we can keep pouring out. We don't have to like conjure up grace on our own strength. Uh we lean into the Holy Spirit and his love pours into us and 
ideally it pours back out of us. Right. So it's this this supply of grace instead of just having to muster up the like, oh, I guess I have to try to not be a jerk again today. I know, right? Um, and I think that is, uh, I think there's hope in that, especially for, for, <laughs> for the COVID times when we're just all st- uh, emotionally and physically just angsty. Yeah. Oh, angsty, totally. Yeah, I feel like uh, an emo teenager again. I like what you were saying, though, just about that grace is just, it fills us. Mm-hmm. And and I've been, I've been really trying, and that's all I can ever say I'll do is try. Maybe someday I'll be really good and diligent about it, but like to get in the word and read and cause I'm really a big, I'm a big listener. Mm-hmm. So like I'll listen to messages and I'll listen to music. And for so long I've been like, okay, those will feed me. But there's, when you open the word, there's a different feeling, at least for me personally, like you'll read something and it'll be like, I mean, I wasn't even planning on this and where it's coming from. I feel, and then there's some days where it doesn't, mm-hmm. but the days that it does, it's overflowing. And the days that it doesn't, it somehow in my life comes up later on, and then it fills. So it's not like a gas pump where you go grab it and you fill it up, mm-hmm. but it's not really up to us to decide. So mm-hmm. it's grabbing the word and like getting just a couple chapters of something. Yeah. And I, I think that that really fills that up and it makes it so that it's a never-ending tank. Because if you, if we're not refilling from the right source, like it dries up. And I've experienced seasons where it's just like, there's no grace. There's no, like, and <laughs> I I'm have like, nothing left I'm to like, give. Uh, Holy Spirit, please show up somewhere. Like, I gotta love something, you know? Yeah. For someone who is maybe listening because they love coffee and they're hearing you talk and they're like, okay, Bible. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love coffee? Where they're should I? Who doesn't love <laughs> coffee? <laughs> oh, really? Where Where should somebody start if they're gonna open up their Bible first time ever? Or just Bible. like, or pop open the Bible app or BibleGateway.com, or they're like, okay, giant book. Yeah. If I want, if I want to start reading this somewhere, where should I start? Should what start? would you say? I would I, honestly, I always think it's a conversation piece. If I were to say where to start, my first, if you've never read the Bible before, I, I mean, always everybody's gonna say Genesis, so you get the foundation of it. But I would honestly say, if where we're at right now is, what are you feeling? Where are you at? With the functions that we have with technology these days, it's crazy and it's mind-blowing, but you can go on the Bible app and be like, fear, Mm. restlessness. You know, I don't think they have angsty in there, but I'm pretty sure there's got to be some synonyms. And I don't think there's anything wrong with taking advantage of the technology in the world that we live in to say, Lord, help me out. Mm -hmm. And really just, you know, especially for young adults. Not young adults, adults. I like to still think I'm a young adult. I'm not. Yeah. 36. That's not yeah. young. We're the but, same age. We're, oh, look at that. Right. Look at that. We're young. We're we are young. But <laughs> when I say young, I mean like the 25s and under. Like <laughs> the ones that still haven't gotten their insurance to go down. <laughs> Those ones. <laughs> it's not wrong to Google the Bible. Right. And yeah. be like, hey. Because you're going to Google all sorts of other stuff. Yep. You could Google any other type of remedy or any other. But, but it's okay. Like. Mm-hmm. That's what you're feeling. I preached or, like a year or something ago, and was that was one of my points that I was like, and I'm I'm using all these different scriptures in this sermon, and you know where I got them? Google. Right. <laughs> That's right. I have a seminary degree, yeah. and I'm using Google. I know. Yeah. You have this. It's fine. Everyone has the exact same access. Yeah. And it's gonna put you in the direction they're at because our brains are fried right now. Yeah. As if they weren't yeah. already before. It's just even more and different. So, I yeah, the, uh, I, I, I would, that's where I would say is the Lord will, he has a word for everything. 
So seek and you'll find. That's good. From? I like I'm going to leave it. That's not my, there's my theological statement for the day. <laughs> seek and you'll find. No, here's my theological statement. Hold on. God's doing stuff. As you think about our community, yep. sort of White Bear, maybe Hugo to Maplewood, yeah. maybe Shoreview to, I don't know, Stillwater, <laughs> Lake Elmo, whatever. Um, <laughs> who is someone that you can think of that would be good for the Grace People podcast and yeah. why? I'm thinking of Ashley Collins. Yeah. That girl's Jeez. got stories, and I haven't heard them yet. Yeah, <laughs> I traveled around the world yeah. twice. And didn't get out. Like, we were we were in a growth group together before she left, and we got to be like some of the first ones. And she's like, "I think God's calling me to go around the world. And we're, really? like, we're going to pray about that." And yeah. uh, it was just awesome to just that see yeah. that whole thing happen. And we got to meet her like for a very short bit before. I think there was a couple months where we like yeah. built relationship, and it's like when she left, we were like, "No, like we're too close. Don't go." Yeah. But if she's around... That's a great suggestion. She And I've learned a lot from her. I should just shoot her a text. And shoot her a text I did. And of course, she said yes, because she's Ashley. And she's awesome. So next time, you will hear from Ashley Collins all about the world race. And it's going to be amazing. Well, as for Brad and the team at Anchor, you will definitely want to check them out. Give them a visit on Clark Street between 3rd and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Check them out online, coffeebarmn.com, and on Instagram, Anchor Coffee House. Like I said, they have turned their shop into a retail setup with all sorts of local vendors involved. You don't want to miss it out. Go spend money, buy beans, buy drinks, uh, buy great gifts for friends, and know that you are supporting local artists, artisans, and coffee makers, as well as a great mission and heart right in the middle of our city. The Grace People Podcast is brought to you by Community of Grace Lutheran Church here in White Bear at the corner of County Road F and 61. Come check out Christmas services. We've got uh, contemporary worship services, traditional worship services in the sanctuary. We even have a drive-in service that's going to be at 9 p.m. Drive-in candlelight, 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve, December 24th. So you can find more info on that at gracepeople.church, as well as check out all of the uh, online services that we have. We have tons of offerings because we want you to be able to hear and share the story of Jesus with you and your families this Christmas season with no obstacles, COVID or not. Once again, that's gracepeople.church. Having Ashley on will round out our 2020, and I must say it's been an awesome first year. We are going to take January off and come back strong in February with some uh, favorite restaurants, with some new businesses popping up in Maplewood. We are here for it. So once again, thank you for tuning into the Grace People Podcast. Merry Christmas!